And so the story begins with a beautiful, heavenly butterfly named Hallie Grace. Butterflies represent colors, joy, and change, and this story has it all. Hallie Grace was born with a rare genetic connective tissue disorder called junctional epidermolysis bullosa. EB is often called the worst disease you've never heard of. Although her earthly trip was short, her journey continues to fly high. Honey butterfly Welcome to the Grace, Grief, and Grit podcast. I'm your host, Dee Daniels, and how exciting. We've got mom and dad here on this episode. This is going to be fun. Uh, Ann and Joe Davis are going to be uh, talking about so many cool things that are happening um, as we approach the end of the year holiday season. We've got a lot of updates that we want to give folks. If you hear the kids in the background, we've got kids with us today, so... <laughs> That is part of the, uh, the, the fun of parenthood. Well, yeah, and trying to have full-time jobs, run a nonprofit, have small children, and try and, and then find time to record episodes of the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a fun juggling act, isn't it? Yes. Um, uh, you guys have had so much going on this year. It, it's been a busy year, and you're just coming off of some really, really uh, great trips, uh, you know, all to, to raise awareness, raise money, uh, and, and really support what's going on uh, to, to help the fight with finding a cure and treatments for EB. And we want to talk a little bit about what you guys have been doing. Yeah, it's been really busy and it's only going to get busier. And so we recently came back from two different um, really big EB benefits. One was in Seattle, Washington, and that was hosted by EB Research Partnership. And the other one was in Atlanta, Georgia, and that one was hosted by Deborah of America. And so with the one in Seattle that we went to, we actually, part of that trip was because we donated uh, money to them from the proceed from what we raised from the ball. We made a donation to EB Research Partnership. And with that donation came two tickets to go to their big research summit, which is essentially what it was, a research summit and benefit. So we were very fortunate to fly out there um, and experience something else in the EB community. What we've been doing, we, we've been a little bit kind of isolated with how we are spreading awareness and, and raising funds. So we got to go to Seattle and really got to be involved in the EB community for the first time in a way that we had not been able to experience it. Anne has met so many people from the EB community online. And we've only met just a very small number. I don't know the exact number, but a very small number of, of EB families uh, since Hallie was born. And so we, being out there, there was a lot of people from the EB community, those, mostly those who have children with EB and a few people that were, that got, that were there that actually have EB. So we got to experience uh, an aspect of the community that was really, really valuable and important to us. And we got to hear a lot of stuff 
from researchers. They EBRP put on this really, really nice um, program. So over the weekend, and their first day was just an all-day research summit. So so many researchers came there and to speak about what they're working on and what their hope is. And it, it was really eye-opening for for me to really understand a little bit more about how difficult the research is and and why funding is so necessary. So we were there and then we came back for like a week and then we jetted and then we drove over to Atlanta uh, and we were at the Georgia Aquarium for Deborah's benefit. And some of the people we met in Seattle were there at Deborah's benefit too. And we got to connect with other people again, met new people from the EB community. And it was just a really great time. Both, both events, very different from each other. And we can talk more about that if we want to, but very different from each other, but they really both had a lot of of benefit and value for us as EB parents and just really grateful for what those two organizations do. They do different things in a little way and just really happy to be a part of, of those organizations. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between the organizations? You know, I, I mean, a lot of uh, we've mentioned both organizations mm-hmm. um, before uh, on different episodes and, you know, people that might just be learning about um, epidermal lysis bullosa and, and all of the, the different forms that can come in. And, and then the people that are uh, doing research and, you know, the people that are sort of holding such a, a large national community as well. Um, you know, I know they, they certainly have a, a tie and a common, um, you know, goal in a lot of ways, but I'm sure they're different in a lot of ways too. Yeah. So the uh, EB research partnership, what they did in Seattle was they, I think this was the first time that they, that anyone has organized a kind of like a research summit where all these researchers came in to talk about all the different research that's going on. One of the researchers, Gene uh, Tang from um, Stanford spoke about all the stuff that Stanford is doing and Stanford is really big in the EB research. Uh, there was another researcher, Peter Marinkovich, I think is his name, uh, we, who, who met and I've actually talked to him and I'm really interested in getting him on the podcast. But, and he was, um, he talked about a lot of the stuff that he did with um, helping Crystal Biotech get their first FDA approval for uh, Vijuvic for EB. He, he did a lot of the, the trials and he's been amazing in the EB community for a very long time. So the EB Research Partnership for the most part focuses m- uh, on research. Hence the name. Right? right. And so they raise a bunch of money and they fund a whole bunch of people for for research. And they were one of the principal um, backers for um, Crystal Biotech. And which we talked about uh, briefly right yes. after it, it was approved, actually, mm-hmm. um, I believe on the dad episode that we did. Uh, right. We were talking a little bit about that. And it was certainly great, great news, um, you know, learning about. The research, I'm sure, with that group has been really monumental in, in everything that you guys are hoping for. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, everything that you're also 
trying to raise awareness for and raise money for locally as well. I mean, it's, it's not just about what's happening, you know, right. In, in, in Seattle, we also got to hear from EB families. They actually gave a platform to EB families and uh, those with EB to speak about their experiences. And actually that was really powerful for us because oh, even though our child lived for just three months, a lot of the same, we, we, there was a lot of the same experiences. Just this feeling of hopelessness at the start, don't know where to turn, don't know what to do, trying to figure things out. All the, all the complications, there's so many roadblocks that come up when you have EB for the parents, for the kids, for the adults who have EB. Just there's so many roadblocks. And it was really, I think it was really valuable for all the researchers that were there who may not get to hear from the EB community as much to really hear what's going on, the struggles that they have to really make it so that they understand that, yes, your, re your, your research is super important. And if you weren't super invested, you, you're doing it, but maybe now you hear what's going on, you're like even more into it now. Mm -hmm. and, and so that was... That was really, really valuable. So there's there's a lot of things that are in the pipeline. You know, there's, you know, this type of spray on skin. I'm not going to go into the details with it, but that seems really cool. Um, and so the whole experience in Seattle was just really special. The EB Research Partnership has a lot of money. This, uh, they, the Eddie Vedder is one of the um, co-founders. So they, they didn't stop at anything. They made sure that everybody that was there who had an invite, who bought a ticket, it was worth it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that whole experience, it was kind of like a rock star kind of, right. <laughs> kind of, kind of uh, benefit. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and they, and they ended up raising, I think they posted that they, that whole weekend, they ended up raising like $5 million. Wow. Um, wow. And again, most of that is, is going to, to research. But one thing that they did talk about there that I am really encouraged about is there is, it's called Curator and it's, kind of like a social media app kind of deal for the EB community because every time you everyone every time someone gets the diagnosis of EB it's what do I do right I don't know what to do and so many times people are told don't google it and that's a terrible thing to say because then you have to google it and then you obviously are seeing the worst yeah right yeah and so they did a presentation on this curator and it's a way to connect the EB community in a way that makes the EB community feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really, I'm really optimistic for that. And they're, and so they, they've been working on that for a couple of years, I think. And I, th I don't know when it's scheduled to go live, but that is, uh, that's something that they're doing. I'm really, I'm really hopeful for that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me because I think a lot of people, um, especially that were learning and, and kind of coming along with us on this journey on the podcast are um, very familiar with Googling, um, you know, certain things that we may talk about. And, you know, I feel like there are these moments in life where you sort of realize there are some diseases and, and, and rare things that happen that, that look just horrible, awful just horrific in every way when you pull up a picture mm -hmm. and you or you see a, a video of someone suffering from EB who 
is talking about it, you know, or any parent talking about their child going through it or, um, you know, and you just can't wrap your head around, you know, ever the, the massive amount of, um, physical trauma that I think comes along with, with EB. And I feel like that is that some of the uncomfort, I mean, uncomfort is such a light word. Is that some of the, the, you know, place where families are, are feeling like it's too, it's too awful to look at. And we, we have a hard time, you well, know, wanting yeah, people so, to. Um, yeah. Well, like, so when you hear, you know, your, your, your kid has epidermal bullosa, or we think your kid has epidermal bullosa, um, and don't Google it. I mean, if you, if you look up pictures, images, it's, it's really tough to see, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's a really mild situation with the wounds. And sometimes the images that come up are really tough to look at, you know, and as a new parent with a child with a very serious condition, that is not something that you want, at least for me. Like, I don't want to see like the worst of the worst yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. You know, you know, and I can only, I mean, that phrase sends a lot of hopelessness mm. in my opinion. Yes. Right. But I understand why you're, why people are told that, why medical, why the medical professional says, don't reach, don't look, Google it. Don't like, let's take a slower approach to this because you're just going to get freaked out. You're going to get scared because you're already in a very vulnerable and scared spot when you get that diagnosis. Right. Which is why, you know, if, if curator is, ends up being what it's advertised to be, you know, then there is a way for families who get that diagnosis to not have to go and scour the internet for stuff. They can talk to other families yeah, closer you know, and, and get their perspective and their experiences and, you know, have a better dialogue about w- the struggles that go along with that. There's so many challenges that come with EB that it's, it's more than just the, the physical component to it. Yeah. And, and that's what we learned over the, these two, two trips is that, yeah, the wound care is really important. It's the top thing, right? You you got these wounds, you got to take care of them. But there's all the, these other complications that come up because of EB that you need to deal with. You know, so many, so, some of the more severe cases, you end up needing chairs, like wheelchairs. Right. Certain ways to to get around because you can't walk anymore. Right. right. And sometimes you can't get the chair. Um, so there's a nonprofit called EB Lifestyle that works to get people with EB transport, you know, chairs, the wheelchairs and other devices to, for mobility. You know, there's with recessive dystrophic skin cancer ends up being a, a problem. And it's because of all the tearing down of the skin and reforming of the skin that ends up creating cancer cells. And that's something that doesn't get talked about as often, I think, but that's a challenge in the EB community is you end up getting skin. Some of the, some people end up getting skin. So not only do you have wounds you have to deal with, but then you end up having skin cancer in some cases. Right. Right. 
And and then um, you think, how do how does that even get treated? Right. I, how do you even treat? I, I'm assuming, I don't know. I didn't ask the question. Skin cancer right. with someone that's got EB. Right. There, it's already so much, so, much, so much of it is a challenge. And then, you know, there's, you end up having complications with your vision sometimes. Right. And, you know, dental conditions are an issue. So there's so much that, that goes into an EB diagnosis. You know, one of the families in Seattle talked about how the insurance is so troubling because they are allowed, they were allowed to have an in-home nurse, but then the in-home nurse couldn't, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle the bandage changes. So they were only there for a couple of weeks, a month or something. Mm. But the, the state that they lived in wouldn't pay the mom to be the caregiver. They'll oh, wow. pay somebody else to come in and be the caregiver, but they can't do it. Right. But they won't pay the mom to be the caregiver because she has to be a full-time caregiver. So they ended up having to move to wow. Colorado. Wow, wow. And then they said, <laughs> they said, you know, we should have did this years ago. Yeah. You know, and so they're in a better, better spot. But so those are all the little things that don't come up. That aren't really little at all. No, they're not. <laughs> right. Yes. These are you the know? things that, that don't come up because you're so focused on the trauma of the sure, skin. Sure. So we were really fortunate to hear all of those stories and to, and to connect with the, those families and to connect with the, the researchers that we got to hear. And I'm really... I'm really excited about where the research is going and that there's a lot of it out there. And there is a lot of the re the people that do the research, they wholeheartedly care yeah. and they, and they are really invested. Yeah. I think that's one thing that um, people love to learn about and hear about is, you know, I think as a whole with some of these illnesses and foundations and nonprofits and all the things that are involved in raising money and awareness and, and doing research. I think pe the, the average person who is not in that organization, I think gets, you know, discouraged sometimes and, and thinks, is my money helping to go and to help actually move the needle with a cure or treatment or research that's actually going to stop this at some point. And it sounds like you guys are learning very much where the needle's moving and what research is being funded and what is, 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 uh, you know, what seems to be growing in the, in the research department, but you're seeing kind of results start to come in. I, yes. So in the very short time that we've been in the EB community, um, it does seem that things are progressing in a very meaningful way. There's a lot of research going on. Like I said, there's one drug that's already been FDA approved. Um, now there are challenges on people getting the necessary treatment from that drug. Um, but we've got one approved and, um, Hopefully, there's going to be a lot more options because of because there needs to be more than one option for for treatment. Right. Um, and the other thing that we learned from um, Deborah's benefit is all the money that are, that's being raised from our group for whatever that that ends up going to Deborah or some of these other nonprofits. 
they help quality of life for those with EB. Mm-hmm. Um, Deborah does some with, they do work with researchers and help fund some research. Um, but they are, they, they do a lot for the community. Um, they, they do a lot with uh, bandage supplies mm-hmm. when, when, when you can't get it. So we got two, I think we, we probably mentioned this. We got two big boxes of uh, wound care supply from, from Deborah. One as like a welcome gift almost. It's, so it's a little odd to say that, but hey, we're a new EB family and they sent us a whole bunch of wound care. Yeah. Right. And then we were strapped and we didn't have any and they sent us another box. Um, but they had mentioned that um, on average, wound care supplies cost about $84,000 a month is what? For wound care. Just wound care. Yeah. I mean, which is just astounding. That's stupid. That's, I mean. Like, that's a, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That it caused, yeah. right. They, and yeah, they did the research and like the data on that. Um, but they also, you know, Deborah also puts, you know, help support um, sleepaway camps. And that was something that was, I knew, but then it just didn't click to me until uh, this last benefit that how important a sleepaway camp is. Right. With someone who has limited mobility who has i mean that's a huge huge level of independence for them mm-hmm. you know going away for a week or however long these camps are trusting someone other than your own parent or caregiver to do your wound care right right um and so they they support the camps and uh they do their benefit every year and they also do uh and every other year they do an eb uh care conference and I, we haven't been. Uh, the, 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 they do it every two years. So the last one they did was in Colorado. So we couldn't go to that one. But next year it's going to be in Atlanta, and we plan on going to that one. So I don't know all the details to their care conference, but it's it's a pretty big. It's important to the community. Yeah. Um, and that costs a lot of money for them to put on. So every money, every bit of money that gets raised, either from our end or and and we get donated, is absolutely being used in my assessment responsibly mm-hmm. and and for the benefit of the community. Yeah. I think too, it's, it's really, it's so great that you guys are able to see that firsthand, you know, you see where all that's going, what all that's doing. And there's so many organizations and, you know, and I'm speaking of like nonprofits smaller than these two big organizations that you're talking about, you know, that are doing something very specific for the community. And all of those are so needed. Like you, you know, we're talking about the lifestyle on an organization and it's, it's really about handling one area of need and all of those organizations are so needed to pick up and handle those, those, those needs. Absolutely. I I can't imagine one organization being able to take care of everything. Right. It's just, it's too it's much. Too much. And, yeah. And everybody has their own skill set, mm-hmm. right? You know, EB Research Partnership is super great at raising money and finding research and funding that. And Deborah's doing a great job of raising money to support research and to support the, the community. You know, in our group, we're still young, but I think we are kind of finding our, mm-hmm. our our niche and 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 how we can support the community you know we want to be able to support the bigger national nonprofits in EB and what they do you know but we also really want to be able to help 
the community in the ways that these other organizations can't. You guys, we, we talked about this on a, on a, another episode, you know, how time passing also helps you sort of hone in on what the need is for, for this nonprofit. And, you know, one of the biggest needs has been uh, connecting with the community yeah. And that, I mean, obviously you guys were able to do that on a very large scale at both of these, these events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that it became even more important, to be honest, um, seeing people face to face and really like understanding their needs better, I think got us even more fired up on like how we could actually help them. And um, it increased that feeling of reward and Hallie's impact as well. I think the biggest thing that I learned by doing both of these events is exactly what you're talking about, that each nonprofit has their own space in the EB community and that we're all fighting for the same thing. So it's not ever a competition. Right. Um, I think we can all, there's like, you know, we can fill in gaps where the other nonprofits are filling in other gaps. And so like we each are, are hitting everything that we possibly can so that the community as, is as supported as it can be all the way around. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get your take. We got uh, Joe's thoughts and um, it, it seems like Joe's, Joe seemed very encouraged about the research oh, yeah. um, that's going on. And I'd love to get your take on, you know, yeah. are you feeling positive about the research that's going on? I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm so fired up. Um, I think we've been honest about this from the get, but like one of the main things that we have had the most issue with is honestly asking people to donate for anything. Mm -hmm. Like I just, it's not my background. I don't think that it's a bad thing to ask people for money, but I just am horrible at it. Like I just, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I don't care <laughs> who you are. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> for whatever the cause. Right. Yes. And I know like when we do ask people to donate stuff, things, money, whatever, I know that they're donating to the cause and not to us. And right. that's always how I've been able to get past that. But I think one of the main things for me was seeing where this money is going and why it's actually needed, like specifics about that. Um, it gave me more confidence to ask because I feel like this is such a unique opportunity that people don't normally get in terms of what we're seeing. Like when the researchers were talking about this and the stuff that's going to happen in real time, I feel like oftentimes if you donate to charity, you get this idea of like, I'm donating to this future thing that's going to happen. Sure. If you donate to this stuff, what we learned is you're donating to the now, like you're donating to things that you're going to see happen in the next several years. So like, you know, I mean, I think people donate and they're like, I don't even know if I'll see this in my lifetime. We're going to see this mm -hmm in our lifetimes, like you can actually see what impact your dollar is having. And so I'm much more confident asking because I feel like it's also going to be very rewarding for mm -hmm. the people donating, including ourselves. We donate to it as well, personally, um, because we really believe in the cause, but just to like, to have that opportunity to see lives actually change in front of your face. Um, and that's with the research that's with like us providing different supplies to people or Deborah providing their wound care supplies. Like, um, there's so much going on in the EB community that is available to the EB individuals and their families right now. In fact, recently we, for giving Tuesday, we had done a fundraiser and I had several people literally sponsor a memorial box mm -hmm. 
for $250. And so they would donate that. And then I'm going to send them information of exactly what box it is and who it's going for. And you know, the family's reaction to it and all that stuff. So you get to have like a, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. You get to have that like turnaround and like know what your impact is. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the research portion of this, it was just incredible to witness these fantastically intelligent individuals who are talking about stuff that sounds like it should be science fiction but it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's it's so powerful to be able to see the work in progress. I mean, yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's what you're referring to. Not only see your donations right. in progress, but to see the work in progress. Exactly. You know, I mean, and then to be able to know that the research is moving forward is such a is such a huge deal. Such, it's a, such huge a huge deal. deal. Yeah, it's definitely like being a part of a family. Mm. Um some of the best people I've ever met. Um, I think we felt immediately included. It was so cool to be in the room with all these people working together. Um, you're right. It's a community that nobody wants to have in terms of like, I wish it just never existed in the first place. Right. But if you're going to go through something that is hard and rare, I think one of the best things you can do is find support. And uh, one of the EB community members who will hopefully be on the podcast soon. Um, one of his major words for that experience, one of the things we talked about was unity. Right. Right. And all working together for that common goal in terms of the doctors, the researchers, the EB patients, the families, like everybody kind of getting on board and working together instead of against each other, which is why I was talking about everybody kind of finding their own space. Um, and that word has just really stuck with me. I thought that was such a powerful moment when he brought it up and it really encapsulates um, the feeling we've had in the EB community since joining in 2021. Right. Well, speaking of all of these uh, fantastic organizations, we're going to have links in our show notes to uh, all of these organizations so that you can know exactly what they're doing as they're doing it. Um, What I I just want to wrap up uh, with this. What, what was your biggest takeaway action from you know, both of these fantastic, huge national events that, you know, bringing it back, you know, to this organization here, right here, that you both are uh, leading. What was your big takeaway action? I think our big takeaway action was just a renewed commitment to our mission. I don't know that I could even choose one of our missions. I think that we, the fire that has already been burning from the time that Hallie lit it has just been fueled even more. Um, I think we just know in our minds now that this is such an important thing to work on and that we're going to see such real change. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it really is like we are going to do everything that we can do to raise that awareness, to help fund these amazing um, clinical trials and things that they're doing in research, and then to connect with the families. I think like that once meeting them in person, like we're just that much more committed to making sure that we can ease their lives in whatever way we can. So like the three things that we initially set out to do, I think it's just that fire has been fueled even more. And I feel like we're much more confident in setting higher goals and like 
wanting to bring so many more people on board with us because I think it, like I said, it, it's such a good opportunity for people to get involved in. So that's kind of our action is just like, how can we grow this bigger to the level that is right for our nonprofit? Like we're, I don't think we're ever going to be an EB research partnership yeah. or a Debra and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. We don't need to be. But a stronger arm of it. A stronger right? arm. Yeah. That's a great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. A stronger yeah. arm of it. We want to just support and help in every possible way that we can. And we want people to feel that passion that we have and to know that they can truly make a difference and see it like in real time. And that's kind of where our approach is going to be over the next years. Yeah. For, for me, the big takeaway action is the, the you know, money. Like I hate that. I mean, the, <laughs> I hate saying it that way, but what, so everything that everyone is doing you, you can't do it without. That's them, right. Right. And yeah, that's right. The research doesn't get, and they talk, and the research has talked about how difficult it is for them to do the research without a, a certain level of funding. And then you, there's a, like a waiting period mm -hmm. for, for mm -hmm. certain things. So it's a, it's a really long and difficult process to work on, on the research. Mm -hmm. you, and, you know, in the community, and all the, the community support that that is needed, a lot of that needs, you know, money. You know, the mobility chairs that EB Lifestyle does, they, mm -hmm. they you know, those aren't free. You got to, they got to work on raising money, you know, for that. The wound care supplies. Definitely not free. <laughs> definitely not. We talked about that. And, you know, the support that we are doing yeah. for the community, you know, in, in the little bit that we're doing in comparison to, you know, these other organizations, you know, we need, there's money for that. So I hate even saying it that way because it's more than just that it, but so much can be done in the, in the EB community and in Hallie's name um, with generous people. Right. Right. And another thing that I just want to, for me, I'll in on this is, the Anne had mentioned this to me before, but there was there was a time where we were struggling to know if we really fit into the community mm. because we weren't in the active fight because our child lost her life, and there was a lot of support of those in the community that still considered us in their family. That was huge, and that was that was really big to hear that and to know that. We're just not on this island. Yeah. Raising awareness of, and, and it, it just, it felt really, really good to be a part of, to hear those words, from those actively fighting for, with, with EB. Mm -hmm. um, that felt, that felt really good to hear that they value us. Still. Somebody specifically even said, um, thank you for fighting. Thank you for continuing to fight, even though you don't need to anymore. Mm, that's a big deal. That was huge. Yeah. Um, Cause I you wonder where you well, you wonder where your place is, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you wonder where your place is as a parent. Um, and, 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 you know, you're not walking into an event with your child right. in hand, right. You know, Obviously, your child in spirit, sure. but your child in hand. And how does that look different, you know, than those who are walking in with their child in hand? Right, because you can't see yeah. 
yeah. that we have that child and, and we're not doing the daily dressing changes anymore. And so obviously that's very different, but um, that is, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a huge um, comforting takeaway to us uh, just meeting them in person and having them validate for us that they know that we still understand, even though we're not going through it day to day anymore. Um, we go through it in a different way and we know what it is. We know what EB looks like. Uh, we know what bandage changes require. Um, obviously we don't know, like as children get older, I mean, there's certain things, everybody's walk is different, you know, but the fact that we're so accepted still in the community helped us feel like we still have that place. And for them to appreciate what we're doing again, just made us feel that much more passionate that we want to continue to do it because when this was said out loud from multiple people, like things like that, you know, just thank you so much for what you do. So many hugs were given and so many tears were shed. Um, It was such powerful moments between us and these beautiful individuals that we had only known online prior to this. Um, It really was such a unique situation of like meeting a family member that you've never known before. Right. Right. That's what it felt like. It was just like instant family. Um, and so that was definitely another huge takeaway and a huge reason that we're going to fight even harder. I think that's one of the things that really fueled the fire for us too. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Well, this is going to be a great, um, a great 2024 to see, um, what a great lead in, you know, to 2024 to, to be able to be a part of this community at large and to see how that, fuels the grassroots stuff that's happening right here and you know that is we're leading into year three of being without hallie and you know three is her big number so that's right even bigger that's right right i think she's right there with us cheering us on it's so rewarding to know that we can all do something with the journey for a cure for eb if you're asking yourself but how can i help then you've come to the right place Wouldn't that feel amazing to know you were helping families just like Ann and Joe's? Helping families around the world. HallieFlies.com. That's H-A-L-L-I-E Flies.com. HallieFlies.com. Go to the website, make a donation. Every donation gets us closer. How else can you help? Share this episode with someone you know. We are more hopeful than ever that a much needed cure is in reach.